If you're the only one in your book club who wants to read books that will change your life, you need a new book club. And we think you found it. I'm Heather. And I'm Susan. And can we be the first to say, welcome Welcome to to the the club. This is episode one, the very first episode meeting, call it what you will, of the Bible Book Club. We are so glad to be here. It's been a long time coming. How did we get here? I don't know, but we are here. Oh, I know how we got here. Yeah, you probably will remember. We were in a small group at our church, and Susan is a master at going through the Bible. This is why I like Heather. And mining (laughs) through all of the commentary and helping everyone else make sense of it. So she does the hard work so that we can do the easy work and just sit there and listen yeah, to yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, but that was such a different scene because we literally uh, covered five chapters in one night. And so it was it was high flying overview. We're going to do this a little different, but we're going to dig deep. Yes, we will dig deep and it will be fun and it will be something that you will come away every single time you listen, learning something. So If you ever have that experience, like I just found my people, that was the experience I had when I hung out with Susan and Haley and Buck and Haley is our producer and Buck is our editor. And these are my people. And this is what we we our hope for you is that you have just found your people and your tribe and that we are going to learn together and we're going to grow together. And our hope is also that you will share this with other people and that you will learn and grow with them too, as we walk through the Bible together. And we're literally going to take a really long walk through Genesis because it is 50 chapters, but so much in there. And I'm really excited about it. It's going to be cool. Yeah. So let's dive in. Who wrote the book of Genesis? Easy. Moses. So you will find verses in Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, and Nehemiah that all say that Moses wrote the book of the law. And it's actually even often referred to as the book of Moses. All right. And what is the law? Okay. Yeah. So the book of the law. All right. It's the Torah. So Torah is the Hebrew name for law. And the Torah is the same books as the first five books of the Bible. So you've got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. It also in Greek is called the Pentateuch. So Torah and Pentateuch, same, same name, different languages. Uh, I've heard it called the Torah before, but I've never heard the name Pentateuch. Well, that's because you're a half Jewish girl. See, I've heard Pentateuch. No, I'm a bad half Jewish girl. (laughs) I never went to Hebrew school. (laughs) So I've always heard Pentateuch. I had never really heard Torah. Oh, yeah. Takes all kinds. All right, so Genesis is in the Torah or the Pentateuch, as you call it, Susan. But how does Genesis fit into the whole Bible? Okay, so again, this is our overview. We are in the beginning. We're only going to cover a couple verses today, but we're going to try to set everything up. So yes, you have this um, book, Genesis, which is actually 50 chapters in the greater book of the Bible. So within the Bible, we have the Old Testament and the New Testament. Before it was the Old Testament, the Jews called it the Tanakh. So the Torah is in the Tanakh. So before I get oh my confused, goodness, you, we I have know, the okay, Torah, okay, okay. the Pentateuch, the Tanakh. I'm already Tanakh, confused. Yeah, yeah. So the Tanakh is the same books as the Old Testament, but organized differently. The Jews had actually written in three separate scrolls rather than the 39 books we know as the Old Testament in the Bible. So the first scroll of the three was called the Torah. Just told you that means teaching law, 
The second scroll was the Nevi'im, and it means prophet. And it combines some of the historical books plus the major minor prophets. The last scroll was the Ketuvim, and it means writings. And it is the rest of the Old Testament stories like Esther and poetry and the Psalms. Okay, so that's a lot of big half-Jewish girl Jewish yeah, Hebrew words. We're going to give you a test. You need to up your I game will on the fail Jewish those side. words. But the point here is we are helping you understand that that all of these books in the Bible were put there for a purpose, mm-hmm. there for a reason, and everything in the Bible points towards Jesus. And whether or not you have read the Bible your whole life or you've never read the Bible, a lot of times when people do read the Bible, what they tend to read is the New Testament. And that's where we encounter Jesus. But really what we want you to understand here is while these books are laid out in very interesting way, they are not in chronological order. Like Susan just said, they are laid out by subject matter. And there's a reason for that. But the point is all of this points to Jesus and you can read the Old Testament. It will make sense. A lot of people shy away from the Old Testament because it It, seems like they don't understand it. And it is a little overwhelming. It is long. Yeah, but that's what we're going to try to do here is help you understand it so that you can not be intimidated by oh, it and no, yeah. want to read and it because it, it's it really, really is awesome. so fascinating. Right, so. it is because it is like the best novel you will ever read. Mm-hmm. There is intrigue, there is murder, there is yeah, everything. espionage. <laughs> <laughs> there's all kinds of, there's war, war. <laughs> there's love stories. Yes. This is the best novel you will ever read and it will change your life. Yeah, totally. Totally. So if you're if you're curious about the Tanakh, we are going to do a lot of resources in this podcast. And so we have laid out the Tanakh books in a graphic and you can get it in the show notes and um, and also on SusanMe.com forward slash podcast. So anywhere you can download these. And that's the first one. All right. So let's talk a little bit about how these books are laid out. We already just said it is not in chronological order. They're in subject matter. So here's what would happen. Depending on what synagogue you went to, there would be a priest and they would put the books in whatever order they thought they went. And they were not books. They were little scrolls. And that was their ancient version of a book. Well, when the church started to get really formed, they said, well, we kind of need to make sure everybody's doing it the same way. So that's when they decided that some of the people that were doing it by subject matter, that that's how they thought it was best to do it that way. Um, But There are Bible reading tracks that you can get if you so want to go down that path where you can read it in chronological Chronological order. order. And and it does make sense that way as well. But it also makes sense as it is that we know today. So today, the Old Testament, as we know it, is laid out by the first five books, the Pentateuch. We talked about that. Then the history books. There's 12 of them. Then the poetry books. There's five of them. Then the major prophets. Five more books. Then lastly, the minor prophets, 12 books, 39 minor prophets. I know. What do you think? The major prophets, the minor prophets. But they have some really exciting stories. And I kind of like some of the minor prophets. I would, I I just feel bad for them. Like I would rather be a major. I don't know this. You know, they're kind of tough. Those majors like Isaiah, (laughs) they confuse people. All right. So we have another graphic of this. If you want to look up how the old Testament books are laid up, laid out, you can go uh, to 
the show notes and check that out too. Yes. If you're a visual learner yes. like me, I'm very visual and I need to see things on paper. And it's a really great way that you can visualize to understand how these yeah, books are laid and, out. And Reed, our great graphic designer, a friend of ours, she like nailed it. They're looking awesome. All right. So we're going down a rabbit hole here about how this is all laid out. And Still I want you overview. to know we are going to move you through these books a lot faster in the future, but we're just kind of trying to set this up for you so that you know what this podcast is about and how the Bible is laid out. So it'll all make more sense to you. So, okay. How did Moses write Genesis, Susan, when he was not there? Okay. So maybe the reader knows that, but <laughs> but the first people were not Moses. Moses no. is a descendant of the first people. He no, wasn't totally there. in creation, uh, the beginning of the world. You know, yeah, right. Nobody Adam was there. Even there yet. So. Okay, so how did this come to be? So the creation story in Genesis and actually the story of Abraham would have had to be written by visions given either to Adam, Abraham, and then passed down to Moses or given directly to Moses. And as we work our way through the whole Bible, visions are not going to be uncommon. This is how God inspired a lot of the prophets to write the Bible is it is the inspired word of God given to man. It happened regularly in both the Old and the New Testament because we know Revelations is totally a vision given to John, the Apostle John. So happens all, it's going to happen a lot. Get used to it. And that is, we don't know how they wrote it, but somebody got a vision. So Revelation is the very last book, book of, of the, the Bible, Bible, in case you didn't know that. So we hope to someday get there. But if we were going to... Hope. Well, with this <laughs> podcast, we're going through yeah. a chapter at a time or maybe a couple chapters at a time. Yeah, we calculate how be, old we'll be. We're not going to say how old we'll be by the time we finish. It would be longer than both of our lifetimes, we no, will just it say. it was not. We can do it. I have faith. We're going to try. But right now we're in the very beginning and we're going to go through Genesis. But Susan, talk about why, how we're going to go through the books in, at, as a Bible book club. How are we going to tackle yeah, this so big I'm old book? So I want to encourage you because if you have never read the Bible word for word, we are going to do it in this. We are going to read every word as we walk through it. And then we're going to talk about it together because it's just easier to listen and discuss um, than to sit down and just read and then discuss. And and that was the point when we did this, the small group together. I said, if you girls don't read, you're never going to understand because I'm going to cover five chapters in one week. And so you've got to read it ahead. And what we actually did is I read it to them, a Marco Polo in the morning, and they would just listen as they were driving to work. They'd pull up my recording and it really helped the understanding because we can go much deeper. I loved it. It was my favorite part of my day when Susan would come on live at 7 a.m. It was every day and I could listen to her read to me. And that was where we started this podcast because at the very end of our group, I was like, no, I'm not ready for this group yeah. to be over. And we had a couple of rounds of groups and I said, I wish there was a podcast or something I could take you with me. And then Bible Book Club was birthed. So yeah. you're so we're going to read it right here. Heather's going to be our reader because she has such a great voice. Well, some of the things we're going to discuss in this podcast, we call Bible benders. And that's because um, there are things that we're going to pull out that you just don't hear about all the time. And if you don't go deep and you don't study this a lot, you're never going to hear them, but they're so crazy and they really build your faith because you think no way this could have happened uh, had I not just read it and understood it. So these are things that make you realize why this is the greatest book ever written. The only one that can really change your life. And just the writing or coming together of these books had to be divinely directed when you see how it was woven together. So our first Bible bender in Genesis 
is this. We've covered the overview. You know where we are. We're in the beginning. Uh, This book is in the very beginning of the Bible. It's the beginning of the Torah. But did you know that all three of the major religions in the world started right here in Genesis with our main man, Abraham? Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are all linked to the one man that we're going to start studying in chapter 12, 12 to 50, is all about Abraham and his sons. So, of course, Judaism, we kind of covered this, is the oldest with the Torah. The Torah was first and the Tanakh. Then Christianity arose out of Judaism and includes the Torah and Tanakh, but reorganized into the Old Testament and the story of Jesus and his teaching in the New Testament. So that's how Christianity differs from Judaism. Islam then developed after both from both Judeo-Christian tradition and the cultural values of the Bedouin tribes of Arabia. So the three largest, most influential religions in our world came from one man, which is crazy. And that's why it's important to read this and to understand it so that you can understand the world around you. Totally. Totally. So that's a great overview of the book. Thank you, Susan. But we are starting with the first book in the Bible, Genesis. The big book, I call it. In the beginning. In the very beginning. beginning. In the beginning. And, And Genesis is the book of beginnings. The Hebrew word for Genesis means in the beginning. And the Greek word for Genesis means of birth. So what? What is it the beginning of? Well, everything, the universe, plant and animal life, and most importantly, people. And not just generically, people. Marriage is covered in this book. Family, the the forming of nations, the forming of industry, religion, law, all here. Yeah, in and Genesis. it's not just an old book about old things. It's a no. living, breathing book. And so when Susan's saying that these are the beginnings of everything... There is real value in reading these things and then thinking through how this applies. What can you take from this? So there's that saying that those who do not learn from history are bound to repeat it. How can I take the mistakes of these people and believe us? There are some very large mistakes (laughs) that people make, but God still uses them and God will still use you. So how can you learn from the history here that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. and apply it to your life today? It is really a real living document for you. Totally. Totally. Okay. So within, now we understand, you know, Genesis and how it fits into the big picture, but here's Genesis from within. There is a two part structure in Genesis. The first part chapters one through 11 is called primeval history. It's the first age and it's going to set up for us God and the world. And within that, we're going to have creation, the fall, the flood and the tower of Babel. The second part of the structure is chapters 12 through 50, the larger part, and it is called the patriarchal history, the first fathers. And it is all about God and Abraham's family, because it is through this one family that God is going to redeem the world. And in that you have the story of Abraham, then his son, Isaac, then his son, Jacob, and then his 12 sons who come from four different mothers and who became the 12 tribes of Israel, which then leads us into a whole lot of other things. I'm not going to say all their names and their wives 
you know, what wives they came from. Cause he had four, you know, he, well, he had two wives and then their maids. And she's so, getting ahead of, herself. I know I'm getting way ahead of myself, but and don't worry. Cause some of these may be familiar to you stories, but even if they're not, if you've never read them before, we're going to explain all of it, to all you. of it, all of it. But we did do again, a uh, chart for you, a graphic, and you can see which children came from which mother and which tribe they became in Israel. So we have that in the show notes too, the patriarchal lineage of this family. All right, Susan. So what is the purpose of Genesis? So the purpose, of course, is to reveal the origin of man. That's the creation story. Reveal the fall of man. That's how, you know, sin entered the world. Reveal the promise of redemption for man, because of course, God's going to save us from that fall. And then reveal God's plan for his people through this family, Abraham's family. So Genesis is a story of creation, sin, promise, and plan. And we kind of have one overview sentence for you in this. If you can walk away at the end and know this, and again, it's going to have a lot more meaning at the end of the book than it is now, but it would be this. Genesis is the story of how God created a perfect world. He created man and put us in charge of that world. We rebelled and the world became destructive. God responded by revealing his plan to rescue the world through his son, Jesus, born from the family of Abraham. So that is a great setup. And now we are going to dive into the word. And again, we will walk you through this much more quickly in future episodes. Today, but just today, two verses. <laughs> just two verses, because it was really important for us to tell you the why behind. So I will start in Genesis 1, verses 1 and 2. And this is from the NIV version of the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Just two verses, but I want to dive into that a little bit. So exactly who was there in the beginning? Well, verse one says, in the beginning, God created the world. So God was obviously there. And then in verse two, it says, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Well, we're just kind of short one of the Trinity, which I think is kind of odd. But if you don't know what the Trinity is, because some people might not have grown up in church, it's the idea that there's God who is three things, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Correct. That's the Trinity. So we have two in attendance that we clearly see. In the beginning. In the beginning. Well, without reading all of the chapter one this week, because we're going to read it next week, I want to point out a few snippets from the rest starting in verse three. I just want you to see this pattern. So I'm just going to kind of give you verse three, just the beginning. And this is something that Susan will do a lot with patterns. So when Susan starts a pattern, pay attention because there will be a Bible bender on the other side. There will be hopefully a Bible bender. Yeah. So verse three, he said, and God said, let there be light. Verse six, and God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. And God said in verse nine, let there be water under the sky and let it be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. Verse 11, then God said, let the land produce vegetation. Verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky. Verse 20, and God said, let the water team with living creatures. 24, and God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds. Verse 26, then God said, let us make mankind in our image. Verse 29, then God said, 
I give you every seed bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. Nine times in chapter one, God says, and bam, creation of some kind begins. Now, I think he's, the fact that he says it is an odd choice of words. This is the creation story. Why wasn't it written? And then God created the light. Instead, we have God said, let there be light. He didn't just blink it or think it into existence. God literally speaks creation into existence. Why? Why waste the energy? He didn't have to talk. Nobody was there. Or was some. Well, we are two lines in to this chapter and we have our very first mystery. This one, though, has already been solved for us by one of my favorite characters in the New Testament, John. The one Jesus loved most, the one I wish I could be like. John gives us our first clue to this mystery by starting his book in the New Testament with in the beginning. Now, whenever a New Testament verse begins with or looks like, sounds like another Old Testament verse, it is a clue. The writer here is speaking to the Jews and the Jews would know the Old Testament well. And so the the writer is hinting to the reader that there is a link between what was written in the Tanakh and what he is about to say or they're going to read right now. And this was a Bible bender for me the first time that I experienced it in Susan's group. And so I hope it is for you too. So here, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Okay, so great kind of poetic verse there, but what does it all mean? Here's the Bible vendor. In the beginning was the word. Now, if you actually were reading this in the Bible, you'd see that that word is actually capitalized. And by John's account, the word was both God and with God. Well, that's confusing. Then it says, God created everything through his word. Okay. Through him, all things were made. In him was life and light. Who is him? Who is the word of God? Well, we know from John 1 verse 14 that the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Jesus is the word. Why did God create everything in Genesis by speaking it? God created everything in Genesis through the word, Jesus. He was there in the beginning. So this mystery that the Jews who wrote Genesis couldn't fathom because Jesus was not yet had become man and come down. They're, They're seeing in what they wrote only God and the spirit. But John is telling us, Oh, no, 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 no. Jesus, the word was there in the beginning. That's why God spoke the earth into existence. Yeah, he wasn't just speaking, talking, walking around, talking to himself all day. Jesus, the word was there. And that was the Bible bender for me because 
I don't know about you, but I grew up in the church and I've read both of these books many times. And I've read John talking about the beginning and never made the connection that in the beginning is was there in the beginning and that, that there was this parallel. But Susan said this, it is so true. The Jews would have known it. And Jesus spoke in parables that the Jews would understand too. And they did it for a reason. It was also that people would know that this was all intended to be and that there was a purpose and a plan for Jesus to come and save the world. And that's why I don't care how long you study the Bible, you will never learn it all. There is more packed into every single word than you can fathom. Everything has a meaning. There isn't one word in here that doesn't have some kind of meaning. And the further you dig, the more you're just like, it's a Bible bender. It just kind of blows your mind. Like how, how did this whole Bible come to be from the beginning to the end. It's one story and we're going to discuss it all in this book club. So we hope that you can see that we are lifelong learners and we hope you enjoyed hanging out with us today through this episode. If you've experienced some Bible benders just like we did, then keep on listening because you have found your tribe. Welcome to the club. What's a club without friends? If you're enjoying the Bible Book Club, why don't you share it? And then you can say, welcome Welcome to to the the club. club. New episodes drop every Monday and get all episodes now on Amazon Music. As always, head over to susanme.com slash Bible Book Club for show notes from today's episode. Bible Book Club is hosted by Susan Merrill and Heather Rubio, edited by Buck Buchanan, produced by Haley Mawatt.